This podcast is brought to you by Endevacore, guiding successful classrooms. Visit us at www.endevacore.com. And now your host and co-founder of Endevacore, Anne Dallin. Hello and welcome to my classroom. It's so good to have you all here. I like to think that it's like lunchtime, you're in my classroom, and that we're just talking away about how to tackle this crazy career teaching together. Uh, But before we get too far into all that, uh, I just want to give you a rundown about what these podcasts are going to be about. My husband and I created this business in Devacore a couple months ago because we saw a need, a need for teachers to find a way to really bring their students in, Um, a way to bring student learning to life, to really focus on engaging their students more, uh, to kind of walk away from all of the frustrating parts of teaching and to understand and bring in students and focus on their learning. During the course of this podcast, though, it's not just going to be me talking about teaching. I'm going to bring in all sorts of people from professors to seasoned teachers to to new teachers who are really making things work, to students, to people that have had um, been impacted by a teacher in multiple ways. And we're all going to collaborate and coordinate together to try and bring teaching not from this humdrum, difficult, but to this really fun, exciting a career that brings so much joy to all of us. So that's a little bit about this podcast and kind of the goal and dreams of what it's going to look like. But I also want to talk about what each podcast episode will look like. So I want to start out talking about a story or an idea or something um, from my classroom, something from other people's classrooms. And then I want to tell you a strategy. And this strategy is completely for you, for your classroom, and it's geared towards all ages, all students, regardless of what subject you are teaching. And then I want to end with what I call winner winner. This is a resource or a a teaching help online, offline, whatever that has really helped out and it's uh, really made teaching a lot easier for everybody. So without further ado, I actually want to launch straight into a strategy to give you on this first episode. This uh, strategy I like to call is as simple as classroom movement. One of the best ways to get your students engaged is to have them moving around. It's extremely difficult to sit in a chair for hours on end. I mean, what if somebody told you, okay, you're going to sit in this chair for eight hours all day today. People are going to teach you things. People are going to wander around you, but you can't move. You have to sit in your chair. I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds exhausting. It sounds tiring. It sounds like something that I really don't want to do. So, uh, I started to do something called student classroom movement and it sounds really easy and it is. So one thing I have my students do is if they have an answer, doesn't matter what kind of answer, maybe we just answered a question, maybe they just wrote something down, maybe it's their own opinion. Um, For all those math teachers out there, maybe it's a solution to a problem. Uh, For the English teachers out there, maybe it's like a story that they wrote. If it's an elementary ed, it's anything that you have done. As long as they have an answer that is their own. Then I have all of my students stand up and I usually have a little song that goes like this. All right, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand on up. Go ahead and stand on up. Go ahead and stand on up and stand on up. 
And the thing that's really fun about that song is that it is so annoying to students that they are so happy to stand up so that I will shut up. And it makes me laugh every time. But every time I sing that song, my students know we're standing up and they'll all stand up and I will truly wait until every single person is standing. Even though you have that one kid in the back, you know that kid that I'm talking about that literally does not want to stand up. I will wait and I will say, we will wait until every person is standing. And then I'll say something like, we're still waiting on two people to stand. We're still waiting on one person to stand. We're still waiting on one person to stand. And then all the kids are looking at this person and they're like, you need to stand up. And then this kid will stand up and we'll move on. You should also know that that little um, bugging routine takes like 20, 30 seconds tops. Really, it's surprising how fast these students will stand up. Uh, then, as soon as I have them all standing, I'll have them start to move around. And there's lots of different ways you could do this. One of the ways that I like to do is I say, look at your shoes. And all the kids will look at their shoes. And I'm like, go find someone with the same matching colored shoes. And then they have to wander around the classroom and go find someone that has the same colored shoes as them. Once they have the same colored shoes, then that is their partner. I also like to do things like same colored pants, same colored shirt, same colored hair, same length of hair. That's always kind of funny. Uh, same height. Sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll do, hey, think of your favorite superhero. And P.S. You have to be specific here. I have learned you have to say favorite Marvel superhero or favorite uh, DC. Apparently. There's a big difference. Did not know that. Um, but that's one way you could do it. You could also say, hey, match up with your birthday month person. It might be easier to do birthday season. If you have a lot of students in your class, that's a little easier to get um, kids matched up together. But those are tons of easy ways to get your students together matched up with people that they're not usually with. People that they're not usually sitting by. People that they're not always um, comfortable outside of your classroom to talk to and be with. But that is an easy way to be like, hey, we have the same colored shoes. We're going to have to talk to each other. And it's amazing to see that once kids are up and moving, the bonding that is happening in your classroom is amazing. Uh, if you have a class that's bonded together, it's 10 times more likely to be a better experience for not only you, but for your students as well. I've had kids that have had zero friends and they walk out of my classroom with like three friends that they would be able to call on or sit by during lunch or other things like that. So that's one thing I like it. But as soon as you have them together, go ahead and have them exchange their answers. And I also like this because not only are you having students talking to each other and learning how to discuss things with each other, which is an important soft skill that we have in life, but I also like that they're talking about what we're talking about today. So if I have my students, for example, I ask the question like, uh, what did FDR do in the 1940s? And the kids will write down a variety of different things that FDR did in the 1940s. Then um, they're talking about my topic. They're talking about history. They're talking about FDR. They're talking about the 1940s. How important is that to have them sit there and talking about your topic? But again, it's not just history. You can also have them sit there and be like, what answer did you get for this math question? Well, this is what I got for this math question. Or read for me your personal narrative. They're going to read that personal narrative. And it's important to have kids talking about your topic because then they can become even more comfortable with the topic, with what's happening. So classroom movement, easy way to get kids engaged, easy way to have your classroom bond, easy way to get kids talking about your topic and what you're learning that day. So great classroom strategy. Last thing we're talking about today is our winner winner. And I have to tell you, I had to start out with a history resource. Although I'm sure 
English teachers can definitely work this in. Science teachers could probably work this in as well. But here's what I love. It's called SHEG, which is the Stanford History Education Group. And they have an amazing website that really takes primary sources, breaks down those primary sources so students can read those primary sources. And then they have a bunch of questions and things that go along. And they're not questions like, who invented this? It's really getting down deep as to why is this person saying this? Or why is this uh, person explaining this? Or why is this occurring? Uh, it really gets them into the how, the why, the um, background of the primary source, as opposed to just those sources you see out there that are sort of lame. So Shag, really good place to go. Don't like their lesson plans as much. They just don't have as much engagement, but their primary sources are incredible. So that's it for today's podcast. You know where to find us on social media, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, all at Endeavacore. If you want to find out more, go to endeavorcore.com. Thanks. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. And for more information regarding this podcast or any of our podcasts, see our podcast notes on the podcast tab at www.endeavorcore.com. Thank you.